Welcome to Own Your Career, Own Your Future, a Schneider Electric podcast where industry experts across different fields from around the world share on trending topics, insights and career advice on how the next generation can contribute to creating a more digital and sustainable world. This show aims to be a trusted voice for students and early careers who are looking to kickstart or advance their career with Schneider Electric or in related industries. Hey everyone, when you're fresh out of university or just starting your career, it can be hard to figure out what you actually want to do. And believe me, I was in that space two years ago. And there are so many industries to explore and they're not always accessible. By listening to our Own Your Career, Own Your Future podcast, you'll definitely get a chance to explore different career paths as we talk to our industry leaders about building a career and breaking into a particular industry. So with that said, welcome to another episode of Own Your Career, Own Your Future podcast. We hope that each episode can support you in taking ownership of your future. I'm your host, Moin, and together with my co-host, Tanya, we will be speaking with our guests from China and Hong Kong locations. You may notice that Katie is not with us today. She is taking some time off, but will be back with us in the next episode with the same energy. So, Tanya, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well today. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of sad that we don't have Katie with us for this episode, but we can't wait to have her back for the next one. Coming back to how I'm doing, there's a lot of things to celebrate. I am officially starting a new chapter in my Schneider journey. So moving on from being a graduate trainee to taking on a specialist role within global comms. And it's exciting. The project that I'm taking on has something to do mm-hmm. with supply chains. So if anyone's interested, do go ahead and check out our supply chain episode. But Moen, I have a question for you. Number one, mm-hmm. how are you doing today? And it would be really interesting if you could, you know, we've done five episodes so far. And I was actually wondering, what was the biggest takeaway for you in our journey so far with this series? And what was the most interesting thing that you've come across in this podcast? Yeah, I'm doing great, Tanya. Thanks for asking. And over the weekend, I had to attend a friend's wedding. So, I mean, you're Indian, you know how the Indian weddings are, which a lot of dancing with a lot of singing and most importantly, the most delicious food we have, like our cuisine is so great. So with that, I feel very energized and motivated today. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? You know, I have my cousin's wedding coming up, so I'm just getting mentally ready for that. All the food and all the mingling and dancing. Oh, gosh, I'm honestly not prepared for it, yeah, but Indian something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, and you asked about the episodes, right? So yeah, I I can't believe it's the fifth episode already. And I think for me, what is the most interesting thing is that I see that there are so many things out there for people to explore. Um, And particularly what I found interesting more was how dynamic technology is evolving, that it is getting integrated into every field. So I think that is one of the most interesting things I could take away. And obviously, my favorite is the sustainability related things. And I hope that I could also pursue something in sustainability in the long run. So I think that that was the most interesting thing I came across or stumbled in in this podcast series. Those are some really great points that you bring up, Moen, and I couldn't agree with you more on that. From an outsider's perspective, looking into the company and looking into this podcast, you might come across these topics and business areas that seem so far away from each other or isolated even, but in reality, they're all interconnected within the Schneider universe. And each 
is interrelated and it feeds into this ecosystem that's driven by a very strong sense of purpose and a very strong mission statement itself, which is to make the world a better and more sustainable place. And I can't wait for our listeners to kind of listen to this episode because it really touches on on that nerve and a lot of that mission and purpose that drives some of the initiatives, even some of the new business areas that we're creating within the company today. So why don't we just dive in and let our speakers take it from here? For our regular listeners, you might recall that we did an episode where we interviewed Julia and Dominic from the U.S. about a career in sustainability. If you haven't heard it yet, we encourage you to go back and take a listen. During the episode, we discussed sustainability as a trending topic across different industries. And for those of you considering it as a career path, we learned about some key backgrounds and skills that you would need to build a sustainable career. In this episode, we look at what individual contributions can be made when we turn our passion for things like protecting the environment, tackling climate change, and making the world greener and more sustainable into action, and how the next generation of leaders can take their interests in a field like sustainability and turn it into a meaningful career that really makes an impact. With that said, we'll focus on some of the stories where we see people living out a career they are passionate and proud of in Hong Kong, which is where I'm from, and it's also one of Schneider Electric's global hub locations. Our multi-hub approach really lets us become more agile in our innovations, more resilient in mitigating business risks, and ultimately, it helps us serve our customers better. On top of our global commitments, our multi-hub strategy helps us position us to empower local communities by promoting local initiatives and working with local partners to make sustainability a reality for all. And being in Hong Kong, you really do see that. Like our global staff and our Hong Kong staff mingle really well with each other. And we get to learn a lot about what's happening on the local level as well. So on that note, Moen, would you like to introduce our guests today? Sure, Tanya, I would love to. So today we have two guests joining us for this episode. So the first guest is Diana Chen, who is the Associate Principal for our sustainability business in Hong Kong. And prior to joining Schneider Electric, she has been pursuing a master's degree in sustainability leadership at Cambridge Institute of Sustainability Leadership. Her role in Schneider involves basically involves around helping clients design decarbonization and energy management strategies. And for the second, the second guest, who is Echo Zhang, is our HR senior vice president for China. Echo has been in Schneider for over a decade with experience working across Asia Pacific region as a leader within our HR services function. And now currently she's leading the HR business function for our China region. As they say in Chinese, ni hao or welcome to both of you. I hope both of you are doing really well and thanks for joining us uh, on this conversation today. So for our listeners, can you both share a bit about yourself, how you came to work with Schneider Electric and a fun fact about yourself so that our guests are able to know more about you. So we can start with Diana. Thank you, Moen. As Moen said, so I'm Diana from the Hong Kong office and I'm the associate principal at the sustainability business. I came to work for Schneider because I was really looking for a bit more depth in my understanding around sustainability, particularly in energy management. Fun fact about myself, I love to play basketball and I always play outdoor basketball on the weekends when I have time. What about you, Echo? 
Thank you, Moi. Hello, everyone. 大家好，你你们好。So yeah, I've been with China for almost fourteen years. So for me, it's like Really, a long time. I almost forgot the moment.、Uh, I mean, back to 14 years ago. But I was really attracted by Schneider because of its image. I think at that time, one very interesting point is that、uh, my former empl- employer before Schneider is British Petroleum. So both of them have green logo. So I, I somehow felt it's all very green company. And I felt because I worked for BP also、uh, around ten years, so for me, I I somehow felt I have green blood <laughs> in myself. So for me,、uh, it's really the energy、uh, effectiveness and the green brand attracted me to join. A fun fact, yeah, just enjoy food so much. So it's all different、uh, kind of foods. I mean, will attract me, and I would like to really try a very diversified food. Yeah, that's amazing, and I think green is the way to go. And even I'm a foodie, Echo. So I think one day we can explore various cuisines. So that's there. <laughs> that's amazing. And once again, a very warm welcome to both of you. And I'm sure that our listeners are very eager to learn from what you are going to share with us today. So Tanya, in one of our previous episodes, we spoke a lot about a lot of interesting things about sustainability, and I don't know about you, but I really started researching a lot around this topic to become more self-aware about sustainability. And I think our listeners could also resonate with my thought of having more conversations around sustainability. What do you think about this? Absolutely, and it's a great opportunity to dive right into what we want to be covering today. So, thank you both for joining us for this episode, and let's get started. It would be great if both of you could shed some light for our listeners into why sustainability is important. Diana, maybe we can start with you, and can you really like explain to us why sustainability is important for businesses to consider from a transformation perspective? Sure. Thank you, Tanya. Yeah, that's a big question. So when we think about sustainability, I like to think about it as an ecosystem. Sustainability is really an all-encompassing word, right? So if we think of it from an ecosystem perspective, we all have a part to play in this complex ecosystem. Everything is connected. Everything is interconnected between different aspects of environment, people, social, and governance. And you know, there's this buzzword ESG that is taken LinkedIn and everywhere by storm. But ESG is really just sort of the market accepted way of measuring and categorizing a very complex system. But measuring sustainability, it's not a catch-all. I think in terms of business, the more sort of obvious and and one of the biggest drivers for companies to Go through a sustainability transformation, you could call it, or integrate sustainability in their business is really due to investor pressures, tighter regulatory requirements, and risk management. With this sort of social and competitive regulatory pressure, we're seeing a lot of companies beginning to accelerate their sustainability journey, which is great. What's most critical to ensure is that companies act now and that there's a really clear intention. To protect our planet and our people, we're seeing from the science-based targets initiative that now over 3,500 companies globally are participating in this, which is fantastic. And so we need definitely need more of this. From a, I guess, a more humanitarian perspective, and something that feels a bit more far-reaching, but is very, very real to our everyday lives, is the fact is that the planet has finite amount of resources and. For decades and decades, we've been taking blindly without restoring it, or even having that notion to restore any of these resources. For 
firsthand some of the things that we're seeing from these impacts of climate change are things like severe heat waves that are impacting our communities everywhere in Europe, U.S. and Asia. These extremes are just going to get more and more common. Severe droughts have left several rivers across the world with historically low water levels, which will bring a lot of vulnerability to a lot of the communities that really depend on, you know, rivers for their water systems. At the same time, the population is just going to move more and more into urban areas. I think something, some ridiculous number by 2050, close to 70% of the world's population are going to live in cities. And this is going to put a huge pressure on our planet's finite resources. And so businesses absolutely have to play this critical role in helping to address this and leading with action and change at scale. Wow, that number is starking and we really do need to act. I would love to know, Echo, from your perspective, if you had anything to add to what Diana just shared with us. And perhaps you could expand on what role does Schneider play in driving movement and momentum amongst our partners and our suppliers on the topic? Yeah, I think it's no doubt everyone or every company realized it's really a pressing topic. And a lot of companies has really committed to achieve carbon neutral. So there's a huge carbon reduction requirement in order to really reach the 1.2 degrees centigrade target of the Paris Agreement. So I think around the world, there's a lot of things to do. We felt that there's really no time. So three times the intensity multiplied by three times the speed is needed in order for all of us to reverse the daring trend. So Schneider Electric is really an advocate, practitioner, and enabler of sustainability. We do believe that based on our insights, if the company wants to achieve the real sustainability, all of the actions must be integrated into all aspects of its business. So we have to work with the full chain of the business from both upstream and downstream of supply chain so that we can explore the journey to sustainability together. So it's really no one can achieve by itself. It's really a joint ecosystem network. So I think Schneider have really have a lot of practices and we are pushing and helping our partners a lot in achieving the target together. I think later on we can elaborate more of the detailed practices. So recently, when I was researching around sustainability, I came across an interesting fact that 23% of the Fortune 500 companies have made climate-related commitments, okay? And a natural question which may arise from this is that why not all the companies make climate-related commitments? Why can't it be 100%? And so from this fact, it is obvious that not all companies are sustainability impact businesses. So I just wanted to know from both of you that what sustainability goals should a company set and what kind of company is qualified to be called as a sustainability impact business. So, uh, Diana, why don't we start from you? What do you think about this entire thing? Yeah, thanks, Moen. So maybe we take a step back and, you know, rather than looking at climate-based targets and, and goals, before a company sets a goal or sets a target, it really has to start with a purpose. So what is their intent for this business? And then looking at the future, what role do they want to play in this arena, in this ecosystem? A clear definition that really serves the company as its North Star is where they should start. And from then, then there are processes, things like materiality and decarbonization pathways, things like this, to narrow down your sustainability issues or even how you approach, as you mentioned, climate change. And 
this will then identify, okay, well, where are the areas around these issues that are most critical to our business? And then also help to prioritize, you know, where we should allocate more resources, more investment, that sort of thing. I mean, the goal definitely is important. Goals are almost mile markers in that sense, because let's say your goal is 2030. If you reach that goal, there's always then a 2040 goal and a 2050 goal. So the journey is just as important as the destination. And you can't manage what you don't measure. So things like baselining or taking stock of your current situation and consumption are incredibly important. And that's what we try to help companies do at the sustainability business. From there, once you're able to measure, then you can work out what your company's ambitions are for those identified issues that you're measuring and then decide on, okay, what kind of targets do we want to set? Do we want to be leaders in the industry or do we just want to compete given the resources that we have now? How ambitious do we want to be and what's our long-term goal? So I think one thing that Echo said is was really impactful is that at Schneider, as a leader, our sustainability commitments are also our business commitments. It's fully integrated. So our six long-term goals that we have, that's what the company runs and lives by. And it's incredibly clear in terms of, okay, our six long-term goals, but also within each of the six goals, there's short-term goals that we're measuring to 2025, 2030, and beyond. And whether that's training and education, investing in digital tools, I think these are all aspects that companies should look at to try and reach those short and long-term goals. In terms of sort of the elements of being a sustainable or, I guess, impact-led business, you have to have leadership buy-in. It has to be top-down and bottom-up approach. And the vision for sustainability has to be clearly communicated. And as I said, it's really got to serve as that North Star for your entire company, your employees, and all of the communication. Yeah, I think I fully agree with Diana. I think, of course, we should start with purpose. And there's a lot more than doing the business itself, really, to get the full endorsement of the whole company and all the employees. So I think there's a lot more to do beyond the technical part of it. And back to the question, why not every company was making that commitment? I think the company at the different stage of their development, so the confidence level is actually very, very different. So I think that's why companies like us, Schneider Electric, should playing a leading role to build that ecosystem to help to empower everyone to drive the same journey. So take us as an example, as early as 2005, we have incorporated the sustainability into our core strategy and developed our SSI, which is Schneider Sustainability Impact. So we update our target every three years and we announce our progress on the SSI targets on a quarterly basis. So we also at the same time accept the third party audits and announce our results to the public. So till now, there are a lot of highlights which I'd like to quickly mention. For example, we have helped the users reduce carbon emission by 380 million tons till mid of the year. And we also have further stepped up our commitment to biodiversity protection and our aim to use deforestation-free food throughout the supply chain by 2030. And we also have provided very clean energy for 1.1 million more people by the mid of the year and make 6.4 million uh, serviced uh, since beginning of the year. 
So beyond all those progress, we also focus a lot on creating the environment. So we made a very significant progress since last year to create a trusting, inclusive work environment and a culture of speaking out for employees because we believe that the culture will make a difference towards the journey you are heading. And so this year, particularly, we have put forward the concept of building an impact company based on our many years of experience in sustainability to help the businesses accelerate our initiatives. For example, businesses have to consider not only the economic aspect, but it's really also uh, the social benefits. And we also feel that it's not a corporate social responsibility. Businesses have to integrate sustainability into all aspects of our core business in order to continuously provide innovative green products, technologies, and uh, services, and build the core competence. As long as it's a business, it can be sustainable. If it's just a social responsibility, can hardly to be sustainable. And last but not least, sustainability is a long-term journey, I think far beyond the business transformation only, which I think requires the in-depth cultural transformation. So we, we should promote and also to encourage all the employees actively participate. So employees can become the very strong internal driving force to really drive the progress of the journey. Wow, that is such an impressive feat that we've taken on. And I believe that it's been a process that's that's taken many, many years. We've been on this journey since 2005, and it's really highlighted how having a strong well-defined purpose can really drive change on so many levels, whether that's for our customers or within the culture of the organization among employees, making it a responsibility that everyone within the company feels towards the planet. And now that we've spoken a lot about our whys and our purpose, I'd love to dive more into the how and, you know, how Schneider sort of helping our customers be more sustainable, whether that's linked to our impact statement, the Schneider Sustainability Impact. Diana, why don't we we have you sort of give us a bit more information or a deeper dive into what the Sustainability Business Division does, because I believe it's quite recent. Sure. Thanks, Tanya. So uh, Schneider has a very clear purpose, right, to empower all to make the most of our energy and resources bridging progress and sustainability for all. So with that North Star that I mentioned before, we have a very clear strategy at the sustainability business. A huge advantage that I always talk about is that we actually have the ability to deliver both the strategy and the action together. You know, whereas most climate change advisory service consultancies, they're only able to to deliver the strategy. So it's really drawing from our own sustainability transformation journey at Schneider for over a decade, I believe it's 15 years coming up to, we know what it takes to enable and accelerate decarbonization. And so we believe that gives us license and credence to do that for clients. Another thing that I like to emphasize is that from my last point, we ourselves are a huge corporation. There's, I think, close to 130,000 employees in Schneider. We're in over 170 countries. We own close to 200 factories. I believe it's 94 distribution centers. We have over 14,000 suppliers. So we're a huge corporation. We manufacture products, things like this. And that way we can relate to other large corporations and say, hey, we know exactly what kind of tools 
you're looking for, for example, our ESG data management platform, resource advisor, that's something it's cloud-based and we continually update that following market demand because we ourselves use that and we know what corporates want to see in an ESG data management platform. So, I mean, that in itself, if we circle back to delivering strategy and action, the strategy part in the sustainability business is our consulting part, right? The measuring scope one, two, three emissions, setting science-based targets, the reporting alignment to TCFD, things like this. But then what is really unique about that is when we set that strategy, part of the strategy might also be some of the services that we can also deliver, such as that ESG data management platform that I talked about that is super helpful for being a single source of truth for a lot of companies. And then we have an energy efficiency service as well, where most companies are going to have many, many buildings, whether that's factories, whether you're a real estate company, whether you're retail, whatever it may be. I think to get to net zero, your net zero and carbon neutrality goals, we really need to become more efficient in our operations. So Energy efficiency is one area that we also advise in. And then the final one of the sustainability business is clean tech, uh, which essentially is, I guess, in the simplest terms, renewable energy procurement. Um, and then that's an area, especially in Asia, that we're seeing a lot of clients be very interested in, um, especially given, you know, a lot of sort of the country net zero goals or the, the net zero commitments that we're seeing from many, many Asian countries. We're really seeing this part of the business thrive. And that's how we like to talk about the sustainability business and really differentiate ourselves from the competition. Another thing that I like to talk about is, and I think it's worth talking about because, you know, we should be proud of ourselves. In 2021, we were recognized as the most sustainable company in the world by Corporate Knights Global 100 Index. In late 2021, we were named Net Zero Champion by the French Chamber of Great Britain. And starting the year off in 2022, we're recognized as the Energy Star Partner of the Year, and recently we've been recognized as the leading PPA marketplace solution providers by GuideHouse. So we believe our digital solutions and consultancy services are rooted in really understanding what it takes and ultimately helping our clients achieve their sustainability goals. Yeah, that's really cool, Diana. I mean, going by the number of awards you awards or the titles you said that Schneider you know, awarded with. Um, it's it's really nice to know that we are such in a part of an organization which is pioneering in the uh, space of technology and uh, technology to be included in sustainability. So, and I also love the part where you, where, where, you know, you talked about how industries, how we are helping industries reduce their carbon footprint. And most of their, most of our audience is Gen Z and millennials in their early career stages and all the way up to the mid-career professional. So we have like a diverse crowd, so to say diverse age group of people working with us. So I would like to ask Echo, would you mind sharing with our audience some of the digital solutions our employees are working on to make industries more sustainable and help to share with us why a career in sustainability is so important and also yet so rewarding? Yes, thank you. I, I, first, we, we do believe that we have, uh, we have to integrate the sustainable concept into the whole life cycle of our, our products covering uh, the green design, green procurement, green production, and the green delivery. So as we are committed to achieve the carbon neutrality in our own operation by 2025 and zero, a net zero carbon emission in our own operations by 2030, so there are huge opportunities, I mean, in the current operations. So we want to really leverage all the, the resources to work together 
I mean, empowering the upstream and downstream uh, partners to join our sustainability journey. So uh, we are focusing on building a cross-industry ecosystem and bring together all the partners and empower more businesses, organizations, individuals all to join the journey to reduce carbon emissions. So as you said, a lot of millennials and the new generation, they are very interested in this topic, has been very active. So we, we are about to announce our Sustainable Impact Master of Decarbonization Partner Program in China very soon. So the corporate users who join the program can communicate with experts and scholars and accelerate their own carbon reduction with the help of our dual carbon strategic planning and consulting services and leading digital solutions. So for the general public, Schneider Electric and Beijing Green Exchange, we together launched a personal carbon footprint measurement tool to help all of the society to explore a more a sustainable way of living by optimizing the carbon footprint of their daily life. The first carbon reduction masters actually includes a lot of well-known companies like Jindong Logistics, ExxonMobil, Sunzhan Hotel Group, and Bayun Electric. So they, they have been all performed remarkably well in the, their own carbon reduction journey through digitalization and already achieved some great social impact. So we really, through these tools, we encourage more companies and more organizations and uh, individuals to enroll and strive to become the master of decarbonization, uh, co-create the uh, co-create the green future for everyone. If I can just add on to that, one project I did want to talk about, in which it kind of reflects on what I what I spoke about earlier, in terms of you know doing it ourselves so that we have the credence and license to help external clients along their decarbonization and sustainability journeys is that we have this project called the Zero Carbon Project, which essentially is a supplier decarbonization program and actually has brought about a new business opportunity for Schneider in terms of new digital tools to help mid-market suppliers join corporates on the decarbonization journey. So the Zero Carbon Project focuses on our top 1,000 suppliers in the supply chain, which we have identified makes up 70% of our upstream supply chain. So the short-term goal with that essentially is to get all of these suppliers on board, which all 1,000 have. And the target for 2025 is to help them have their emissions by 2025. And so that will actually help us to be on the roadmap to achieve our 2050 goal of net zero across our entire value chain. So that being said, from the Zero Carbon Project, we're learning that we're going through this, we understand other companies are, are going through the same struggle. So how we're helping external companies on their own supplier decarbonization journeys is, for an example, in 2021, we worked with a group of 10 leading pharmaceutical companies to create and launch something called the Energize Program. And it's a first-of-its-kind initiative that brings together the pharmaceutical and healthcare supply chain to provide ecosystem-wide access to renewable energy education and opportunities. Thank you, Diana, for sharing that little nugget on the Zero Carbon Project and how we're extending what we've learned to our suppliers as well and to other companies. And Echo, also, I mean, you've given us a lot of information on the topic as well. And we've really taken a deep dive into the whys and the hows in terms of how Schneider's making an impact to making the world more sustainable. But to conclude, I would love for our readers to know your own 
personal journey with sustainability, right? How did it become this career driving force for both of you? Was it a personal change that you made in your life that really drove you to think about it from a career standpoint? Was it a course that you took? It would be great for people in their early careers, such as myself, to be more involved and to think about how we can seek out either education or experiences that can really help us reduce the impacts of climate change on our planet. I mean, most recently, there was an article in South China Morning Post about Hong Kong, where we've seen a surge in ESG course enrollments. And a lot of people are looking at it from thinking about sustainability from an education standpoint, as well as from a, as a career path. So I'd love for both of you to sort of shed some light on that. Diana, why don't we start with you since you've come into Schneider with fresh pair of eyes and you come from a very distinct background in brand strategy. Yeah, thanks, Tanya. So actually, when I was working in brand strategy, I did a lot of travel and business in mainland China. And I have family in Beijing as well. So when I would visit my family, I remember there was one particular day where I went and I think my niece, she's very young, she was going to school. And I was told that they had to build a dome to cover, I think, a soccer pitch that was originally outside due to the, the poor air quality. So I think that just made it very real for me. And personally, as I mentioned before, one of my life passions is playing basketball. I'm obsessed with the sport. So just kind of having the realization that, you know, if my niece can't grow up and enjoy playing sports outside in myself as well, not being able to really enjoy that time, that's kind of almost like a meditative period for me of, of leisure in sport. I really wanted to change what I was doing and, and work towards something more meaningful. I think now, having recently become a new mom, now it's personally about creating a better world for my son. And now more than ever, we've never seen this world go through such immense planetary degradation in such a short amount of time. I know there's something wrong when I check the air quality index on a daily basis to decide whether or not to take him out for a stroll or when I wonder when he'll be able to play on the beach or swim in the ocean, you know, there's always sort of unidentified liquids in the ocean that you're, you know, is not actually ocean water. It's knowing that one thing that has really just baffled me is knowing that, you know, in his lifetime, he won't be able to really physically see coral because the fact is that even with a 1.5 degree warming scenario, 70 to 90% of coral reefs will be destroyed. So I think definitely it's just these personal moments that have really sort of put me on this path and then also validated my decision to kind of transition into a career in sustainability. Yes, yeah, thank you, Diana. Very, very happy to hear really your experience. And back to myself, I think what I really enjoy Schneider a lot is that it is really creating the sustainable culture itself because in Schneider, we all believe that it's great people make Schneider Electric a great company. So that's why they put a lot of focus on people. For me, I, I personally benefit a lot from its employer value proposition, which I'd like to share. Our employee value proposition is actually meaningful, inclusive, and empowerment. My whole career in Schneider actually demonstrates its value proposition. For example, of course, the topic we're discussing today as our core business itself is very meaningful. And everyone knows they are contributing to some extent of the planet and the human society. So they feel very motivated. 
And the day when I make the decision to join Schneider back to more than 10 years ago is because I really feel the company very, very inclusive. During all my interviews with the company, I felt it's a company that's very risk-taking because the role they are hiring me to do is doing the HR shared services transformation. At that time, not so many companies was having shared services. And my previous background, I was not having a shared, traditional shared services background. But they felt that really I have the capability and I've demonstrated the potential. So they would like to take the risk for me, never run shared services to set up shared services for Schneider. So for me, it's really a wow. I thought this company was giving you a very big space and also have the experiment spirit. So it's really a platform that I would like to try. And also, I think as a multi-company, the inclusiveness is also one of our most typical cultural characteristics. We actually encourage innovation and we also tolerate the trial and error to foster inclusive culture. I'll give you one example. We even have a very special award called Best Attempt Award, which aims to recognize those, those employees who are very courageous to take risks and have very valuable experiments. So for me, I think that makes my career unlimited. I can always try new things. I can really utilize my potential. At the same time, we also valued people with very different backgrounds and nationality, identity, beliefs, because we value different people. It's really the different thoughts and ideas that make the company very strong and powerful. So everyone encouraged to voice out and make their own unique contributions. And also as a career, myself and Diana, we can all feel that the company was really driving very hard to achieve the gender equity because we have very aggressive targets. We were aiming to achieve by 2025, 50% of our new recruits will be females, 40% of our frontline managers will be female, and 30% of, of our executive team will be made up of female leaders. So we have a lot of very strong female leadership leaders. They are performing very well. So if you have a look at our global organization chart, you will find many, many senior positions was really held by women because we really have a culture. We understand the challenge women are facing in their career, and we try our best to provide the support and the very caring environment. If I could just add to that, being, I guess, a recent hire, having started about five months ago, one thing that really attracted me to Schneider and this role was adopting a learning learn every day mentality. And that's truly what it's been like from day one. Every day I'm learning something new, whether it's within our sustainability business or within other departments or, or businesses of Schneider, because there's just so much to learn because Schneider mm -hmm. does so many things. You know, it's not that all of the knowledge is just within Schneider. I mean, everyone in Schneider is trying to learn something new. We're all trying to figure it out and understand how to tackle the world's problems. And I think my advice to early career talents is, you know, really make sure that this learn everyday mentality is something that is top of your list. Because sustainability, as I mentioned before, is an ecosystem. And in order to be able to really address it, we're going to have to absorb as much information as we can and really harness this learn everyday mentality. That being said, with that breath, I do think that once you sort of 
get to a certain point in your career, you should also think about the depth too. So what area within sustainability do you want to focus on and why? As I said, the only way that we're going to be able to tackle the world's challenges is if we have very clear goals that are ambitious and we use them as mile, uh, mile markers. And to get there, we really need very, very clear roadmaps and strategies. Yeah, fully agree with you, Diana. I think, uh, yes, constantly upgrade ourselves and understand what, what is the need and improve our competency. Definitely, uh, we can have a more sustainable career wherever we are. Well, thank you both for that that very great advice, because I, I don't think this just applies to our listeners who are very young, but also to Moen and I, who are also kind of young. And we're definitely going to take a lot from this conversation and try to apply it in our own personal lives and career. And Diana, the point that you made about your family and really caring about them and rethinking how you're living your life and your career, that's something I resonate with. I have aging parents and we've moved to a different part of the city for their well-being and for them to be able to go out and breathe fresh air. But yeah, thank you both so much for taking the time to chat with us today. We appreciate you sharing why sustainability is so, so, so incredibly important and how the next generation can change the world for the better. You can really make a career out of your passion and both of you are perfect examples of that. We also have an opportunity to really help and empower communities and our families and those around us with a career that's meaningful and purposeful. So thank you both again. Yeah. Yeah, I think last, uh, if you also want to have a very meaningful career and uh, look forward to growing yourself sustainably, feel free to contact us here at Schneider Electric to start a very exciting journey. Absolutely. I echo what Echo said. Thank you so much for having us today. Well, that was a great episode. I liked how Echo and Diana shared about what sustainability means for everyone and how businesses can promote sustainability for people and how we can approach it. So, Tanya, what stood out most to you? For me, the biggest takeaway from this episode were the personal anecdotes, right? We've spoken about sustainability as a business value quite often in our last episode and on this episode as well. But how it links back to both Echo and Diana's personal journeys, whether that's linked to their families or their careers, is something that resonated with me and echoed a lot of what I have felt in pursuing my own career and the path that I want to carve out for myself. And I'm sure that a lot of our listeners also feel that way, especially since you're listening to this podcast and and you're paying attention to what companies like Schneider are doing to help the planet. And I think with that, we should call it a wrap. Thank you to our listeners and our followers for joining us today for yet another episode of Own Your Career and Own Your Future podcast. If you would like to stay up to date with our latest podcast episodes, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or you can simply check us out on our Schneider Electric blog. Don't forget to rate us and leave a comment. We look forward to you tuning in next month. See you soon. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Own Your Career, Own Your Future podcast. Be sure to head over to the Schneider Electric Careers page at se.com slash careers to check out our open opportunities and sign up to join our talent community to receive exclusive invitations to events, career tips and company updates. Visit our Schneider Electric blog at blog.se.com to read employees' stories and learn about a variety of career paths. 
Last but not least, remember to follow and subscribe to the show in Apple Podcast, Google Podcast and Spotify to listen to all the available episodes. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. The information, statements, views and opinions should not be construed as the provision of advice by Schneider Electric or as an offer to buy or sell any products or services or to make or consider any investment or course of action.